Hey, hey, Kyle, you know I'm not lying. <laughs> your, hand, your hands are in everything on DallasCowboys.com, oh. brother. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. And I love it. That's the thing. <laughs> that's awesome. I love the fact that you're not lying. Yeah, that, that's awesome, man. <laughs> I've been following DC.com for a long time, you know, with mm-hmm. podcasts and, and things like that. And I used to think Dave Hellman was everywhere. No, mm-hmm. no, ladies and gentlemen. This guy, <laughs> it's everywhere. everywhere. It is awesome. How you doing, Law Nation? How you doing, Kyle? Oh, man. doing fantastic. How about you, Law? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, man. It's draft time, right, baby? <laughs> oh, we're throwing, we're throwing that out there already. I see where we're going for late night hype. Yeah. <laughs> draft talk. Hey, shout out to everybody joining us in the chat here. Um, we got Gambino, Floyd, Raph, Jarrett, Stevie. Say prime time, Sherilyn, RC Cowboys, Hyper Akeem. What's up, Akeem? Ninja, my guy Wink, Demetrius, Lord Nova, and many, many more. And the cool thing about today's episode is that Kyle actually can see the chat. So, (laughs) yeah, that's cool. So, y'all watch what y'all saying on here. Last time we were on, I didn't get to see the chat. Oh, no. And so now I get to see it. Law always comes up with these unique ways, man. I'm telling you. Man, I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, that's. (laughs) That's the thing is, and we were talking about this in the pre-show, but, and I'll say this in front of everybody on air for everyone to see, you guys are lucky. I mean, these two guys do a fantastic job. And I was just, I was sitting here just looking at it and marveling at the whole setup, the intro, the the way these screens are set up. (laughs) You guys do an awesome job and it's, Cowboys fans are lucky to have you two uh, following the team. That's awesome, man. man. I, I really appreciate that. We can't forget our guy, Big Game James of Silver Blue Nation. Couldn't be with us tonight, but it's all good. Uh, they hold it down when I'm not able to be on the show, so we're going to hold it down for James. Right, Law? Yes, indeed. Hold it down for him, and uh, don't forget to smash the like button, share it all over the world on Big Game James' page. Let's go. Indeed, indeed. All right, mm-hmm. Kyle. So, listen, buddy. <laughs> we we talked about it before the show. It kind of sucks that we have to you know, talk about things of next year right now, week nine. Um, but nonetheless, there are still things to talk about, you know, if you, and here's my thing. We got this, this saying on our channel that we're going to be rolling out here, uh, the Dallas Cowboys network, Die Hard fans. Mm. If you're watching Dallas Cowboys content right now, if you're watching this channel, if you're watching anything (laughs) on DC.com, you, my friend are a Die Hard fan. (laughs) So kudos to you and round of applause because it's hard. It's hard. We're two and seven. (laughs) But we are here. And one of the things I wanted to start off with at the top was a hot topic coming into the first, what, six weeks of the season or so, seven weeks of the season, was how putrid our defense was, Kyle. It, it was it was yeah. terrible. What, what was the feel around, you know, you're around Barry Church, who I'm going to ask you about mm-hmm. that yesterday, too, your tea time. <laughs> um, you're around these former players, man, and, and defensive players, right? McCray, Church. Yeah. How, you know they're they're cowboy pride. How are they feeling, or how you know how was the the feeling around the stadium um, with this defense going into you know seven weeks into the season? Yeah, it was it was pretty detrimental for sure. I mean, whenever you looked at the the problems, it was at least at the beginning of the year, it was a big question mark. It's like where is everything going wrong? Because you you had those veteran guys come in like a Dontari Poe and a Daryl Worley. And yeah, you had some banged up guys like Cheeto and you just you couldn't really put your finger on why this defense was performing historically bad. Because even last year's defense where people knew that there should have been an improvement, 
it still was a top 15 defense, top half defense in the league. Mm -hmm. And then you were like, okay, this year's the year you start seeing the next step, right? Mm -hmm. You didn't get that. You didn't get the next step from a Jalen Smith. You got Leighton Vander Esch back for a half before he got hurt again. And then luckily he's kind of gotten back into a rhythm and hopefully he stays healthy for the rest of the year. But I think Mike Nolan had to learn a little bit about this personnel more so than he even anticipated. I think he came in thinking he could bring his own system and figure some things out pretty quickly. And I don't know if that's necessarily how it ended up turning out because uh, now you're starting to see a little bit of that turning of the corner. And I think a big part of that is the play of Neville Gallimore and Antoine Woods, mm -hmm. which have just kind of shown a little bit of that oomph in the middle of the defense that you really needed. But Man, it really was in, in talking with Barry and even Isaiah and Nate uh, during the pregame shows and postgame shows. And while we watched the games, it was it was disappointing was probably the biggest way to put it, because you you expected a defense from a middle of the road defense last year to take a next step. And it just never ended up working. Yeah, so they end up walking back. Yes, yeah, disappointment. Is, is it the process of less is more? Is that the situation there? schemes and you heard about the hybrids and the movement we saw it in training camp whenever we got a chance to kind of sit down and watch we saw how different this defense was from what rod marinelli had, had had run in the previous years but then you you brought out the the first couple weeks of the season and i think it really took up until arizona to figure out the the monday night football game against arizona to figure out that this isn't working the way we thought it was going to work Let's dumb it back down. And that's when you started hearing about simplifying things. You started hearing about let's get pressure up front with the four guys that we have up front, and then we can talk about the back end. We can take some pressure off the linebackers, and then we can take it off the secondary as well. And I think we saw that a little bit in the Philly game. We saw it even more against the Pittsburgh game. But whenever you have some pressure up front, it makes a world of difference. And Everson Griffin, Dom Taripo weren't cutting it for you up front. And I think that's one of the biggest changes that they've had is one, they've simplified it for some of those guys, but specifically with, with the, the, the defense as a whole, you need that pressure for it to work. And I think now you'll start maybe seeing a little bit more of that Mike Nolan system and that different scheme change kind of come in again here in the next couple of weeks, now that they've figured out the front four. So, so do you think he kind of alluded to a little bit, but with kind of cutting the fat per se, do you think getting rid of those veterans and allowing some of these younger, hungry guys to to get some play, that's helped a little bit? Or is it more Mike Nolan's scheme is just being figured out? Because I'm just going to go right to it, man. You mentioned his name. Neville Gallimore had a day. Yes, he did. Um, You know, now, David Irving was here, and we sh we knew what kind of impact that he made at the defensive tackle position. Neville started mm -hmm. off slow, but now he's starting to get it together. If he can give us like 75% of that every week, that will help out the rest of this defense. How are you feeling about Neville after his standout performance? Oh, I feel great. I feel really good because <laughs> during the draft show, we were looking at Neville Gallimore and said, this is our guy. Like, this is this is our dude. But whenever you mm -hmm. come from the specifics of of the Mike Nolan defense, you asked, is it, mm -hmm. is it the young guys or is it the Mike Nolan defense kind of finally figuring things out? I think it's a little bit of both because one, you get the fight that you needed. Right. You didn't have fight from Poe. You didn't have oh, fight. Good point. You could see it on film. You could see they just weren't necessarily bought in. Gallimore's bought in. Justin Hamilton's bought in. Same thing with Antoine Woods. You look, you saw him try and protect the star from oh, yeah. Smith Schuster. I, I love that. I love that a lot. And 
you need that kind of push up front. But I also think it's just putting the pieces together. You've got those three levels of a defense, especially with Mike Nolan. It's that that defensive line, linebackers, secondary. And I think basically they, after the first six weeks of the season were historically bad, they said, okay, whoa, 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 let's tap the brakes and let's piece this thing together step by step. And let's start with the defensive line. And that's why they made the moves that they ultimately ended up making. Let's get these guys an opportunity to get some snaps. And not only with, with Neville Gallimore, but with Randy Gregory on the edge as well. And he played very well against Pittsburgh a week later after his uh, really his second game back. So I think you have the the defensive line figuring things out. Now you got to go to the linebackers because we saw mm-hmm. what happened on Sunday when it came to Jalen Smith and some of these other guys. <sighs> I think you can figure it out with them at the linebacking spot. And your secondary by that point hopefully should be taken over uh, and, and figuring things out there too. But I think it starts up front, and that fight definitely adds a huge element. Law, what, what what is our one of our biggest problems with with Jalen? I mean, let's just talk about it. You said linebackers is Jalen. What is one of our biggest problems with Jalen Law? Uh, well, I, I just got to start off with the positive. You know, he 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 does have a level of a speed. Uh, I think that uh, he still have the physical traits, but I think decision making is his main problem uh, with this two gap system. It, it's picking the right slots, picking the right places to fill, and he get caught up in trouble, deep trouble as it relates to coverage. Quick turns, quick hip flexors and stuff like that is his major problem. So I don't think that you can fix this overnight. I don't think that you can fix this over a, another several a weeks or what have you. So it's one of those things that I hate to say this Cowboy Nation, but I just think that they're going to have to convert him into a specialist. Mm. Did you hear what what uh, Jerry Jones said, Kyle? He called he called Jalen a cornerstone. Yeah, um, and he but it's it's crazy because he called him a cornerstone, and then within the quote, by the way, I don't know why. And I know Kyle, you can't say this, but I usually <laughs> don't listen to Jerry Jones that much. But <laughs> his quotes lately just been popping out to me. I don't know why, but he go, he called Jalen a cornerstone, and then in the same sentence, he talked about. One of the things that would take time or one of the things he struggled with in, in, in law, I don't know if you saw that, but you hit it on the head. He said, we're in a different scheme now. We're in a scheme mm. where Jalen has to think. He has to pick and choose which gap to attack, which move to make. Is that something, Kyle, that you think that Jalen can eventually become great at? Or is, is he is he going to have to be play a different position? I think that might be his biggest downfall, actually, if we're being real with the fact of Jalen Smith. Because we knew coming out of the draft and we knew what he was his first couple years in the, the struggle was the change of direction, right? Mm-hmm. It was the way that he's able to pivot. It's the way that he's able to go laterally. That was the biggest question with Jalen Smith. Then not to mention, he figured it out a little bit in 2018, how to recognize plays and mm-hmm. how to, to be there before and have that quick trigger before the ball's even there and, and be in the right position for the right sort of play. Well, that hasn't progressed the way that you wanted it to because we started to see it in 2018, and Leighton Van Der Esch certainly helped out a lot with that, but it definitely mm-hmm. didn't progress last year. And if anything, it seems like it's regressed this year Yeah, because there were a couple times, like you said, uh, Law, whenever you're talking about Jalen, it looks like he's a little bit not even just slow but lost. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest question mark with Jalen right now is can he find a way – to, to have that kind of headspace and have that kind of mentality of you need to know where this guy's going specifically just to be able to, to counteract some of the issues you have in terms of the change of direction because neither one of those are going to work by themselves. Not at all. Not at all. 
Mm. Uh, earlier you mentioned about the front being connected to the middle, the middle, the hip bone being connected. You know what I mean? Right? That song. <laughs> right. You talked about all these things connecting. And um, we got to kind of end it with the back end. And right now we lost Trevon Diggs, which was, man, huge blow. Uh, I thought that kid was having a, a great season. Before we move on, though, how, how did you feel about his season before this this injury here, man? I loved it. And, and the thing is, is, is there were there were definitely ups and downs with Trayvon Diggs, and that's going to happen with a corner that's thrusted into being the number one corner every single week, whenever he's also not been a corner for that long. I mean, he's he switched from wide receiver to corner during his time at Alabama, which is one of the reasons why his ball skills are as impressive as they are. But I think he's going to turn into a guy you could be – you talk about a cornerstone, he could be a mm-hmm. corner. Right. If he continues to progress the way that you would anticipate him to, and I do say anticipate because we thought the same thing about Jalen, but if you if he continues to grow, my goodness, it's going to be something fun to watch. And, and I think this is huge, the fact that he's out for, for a good amount of time here. That's that Out of all the injuries this year, with the exception of Dak Prescott, I would put Trayvon Diggs as number two right there because of the growth that you would have. And I know a lot of people will say Tyron and Lyell, I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm it's, it's all I, kind I, of, I see where better. you're going with this. Yeah. But, but yeah. the, the, the valuable reps that Diggs was getting and with the learning that he was doing, I mean, look from week one to week seven and week eight and week nine, he's a different player already. And I think if you're going to take four to six games out of this rookie season, that's going to hurt a lot. And if he's out for the rest of the season, I hate that because I wanted him and Cheeto to be on the yeah. field together. Yeah. Most likely going to be your two uh, top corners in the future, depending on what you do end up adding draft-wise or free agent-wise. But, man, I really wanted to see 2-7 and 2-4 on the field at the same time. Kyle, let me ask you this. So you mm-hmm. said he can be the cornerstone. I always look at safeties as a helper for mm-hmm. the cornerbacks. Do you think that the Cowboys, if they were really buy into this safety play, if they can put a dynamic safety in, in his spot to, to help out uh, the, the Diggs kid, mm-hmm. he can be a little bit more aggressive. He can jump routes a little bit more, knowing that he got back in help. You, do you think that they will go with that angle or they go with another angle of helping out with up front? It's tough because you could go both ways, like you mentioned, but specifically with your cornerbacks right now, you've got a lot of question marks as to who's going to even be around next year because Cheeto's in a contract year, Jordan Lewis is in a contract year. So it's really interesting to see – it will be interesting to see what they decide to do going into this offseason. I want a safety back there because I'm with you. I want to see a safety find a way to, to be competent whenever it comes to that position with Trayvon Diggs there. And I think we saw mm-hmm. just a flash of it with yeah. Donovan Wilson. I mean, Donovan Wilson's been an improvement by and, and really a bright yes. spot over mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks as well. This is somebody who stepped up when you needed somebody to step up in that position whenever things just didn't go right for the first six weeks of the year. Donovan Wilson's been that guy. And we saw that on the the deep route to Deontay Johnson, the the mm-hmm. seam on the left side of the field. And, and you had – you had uh, Diggs and uh, and uh, man, I'm forgetting Wilson. Wilson, I'm already forgetting, but Wilson and Diggs going together and they converging. That was the first time that we had really seen two uh, a corner and a (laughs) right. And it was huge. And and we talked about it immediately. Even Nate Newton and Barry, we all like threw our hands up and we were like, finally, it happened. This is incredible. And it's something that I think the Cowboys want to see in the future. But I just don't know if they want to invest that much because of the question marks at corner. 
But know. see, but, but how, how long is that going to be an excuse? Because this this organization, I can't even just say a regime. It's, it's an organization thing right now. Mm-hmm. They seem to just not value that position. The hope is that Wilson can develop into a better player than Xavier Woods because they both are six-round picks. Is anyone mad at what Xavier Woods has become as a six-round pick? No. But mm-hmm. he's starting to look like six-round pick. It's, yep. That's all he yep. is. He's hitting that ceiling, right? Right. So yeah. we mm-hmm. hope that Donovan Wilson can break through that ceiling. But in reality, a lot of the, the better safeties in this league are drafted higher than the sixth round. Let's just be real. So hopefully at some point they put some – um, you know, some type of value or emphasis on that position, Kyle, because I'm looking forward to it whenever that day is. Let's yeah. go get pairs forward, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, that's the, I just I don't know when that that's going to happen. I don't know if that's are we going to see a high draft pick from from this organization? I, I don't know. It, plus, with the safeties that we've kind of been looking at in terms of the draft this year, I don't know if there is a high pick safety is, mm. that, like there has been in the past. It may be a, a second round position but even then it would be tough to see how that would be the highest they've drafted a safety since roy williams yep wow wow and i'm okay with that i'm pro that (laughs) let's do it let's let's remake this whole secondary let's figure it out well i kind of like i kind of like your 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 style sky i think you said in one episode let's just go out there and get a known commodity i think that was you that was yeah, Justin Simmons. Yeah, that was you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about that, uh, Kyle? If, if we just go out there and just make that investment for a known commodity, not saying that you got to develop him. And I know there's always fickle because everybody, everybody that we get sometimes fall off or what have you. But I think that if we go get a Justin Simmons, that will be a shoe in spot. And that will be a guy that you could really say, OK, we got a Donovan Wilson on one side. And we know for sure D- Justin Simmons will not fold up like a Xavier Woods. Yeah, I think you could totally go and get somebody. It just depends on who's out there. It's got to be the right kind of player. And and how much – yeah, and that's a good point. <laughs> how much money are we throwing out there at the same time whenever you've got so many guys pent up in these big contracts defensively? And I mentioned this on the fan the other day. I was asked, who's the, the mm-hmm. worst contract on the team? Ooh. And they – the one of the answers was Zeke, but but my answer was Jalen Smith. And the reason why is because that's a contract you you made thinking he was going to progress and he ended up not progressing anywhere close to that. And now that's defensive money that you could potentially spend elsewhere. Imagine if that money wasn't that. there at all. You would either have Byron Jones still on your team oh, or don't you do that go me. out and get a safety. So I'm just saying like at that point, you're you're saying overall. I, I understand the Zeke is more money, and right now it's it's tougher to get rid of, and and there's whole many so many different aspects to that contract. But right now, the fact that Jalen Smith's contract is there, it hurts. It hurts a lot because it's instead of fifty four, you could have a thirty one. Thirty one with Trayvon Diggs on the other side, locked up. <laughs> Kyle, you come you know, do whatever you want. Kyle, you about to piss Jerry Jones off? Here go Jerry. Don't like your attitude. <laughs> you don't like your attitude right now, Kyle. But you're so right. I mean, Ooh, yeah. I, it's it's. Oh, I don't want to go. I don't want to derail the show, Kyle. But <laughs> I, I just don't understand this organization when you put an emphasis on positions that, historically speaking, are not more valuable than a cornerback right now. Yeah. Like it, it, modern day speaking, at least they're not more valuable than a cornerback, and we did it. And 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 I think we're suffering for it now. Now don't get me wrong, Kyle. We got a ton of injuries. Yeah. Right, that that's a whole nother thing, but I don't think anyone would be complaining about Byron Jones' play if he had, if he's doing exactly what he did last year. 
right? Yep. Which means not getting interceptions, but he's shutting down a side of the field, and no one is just scoring on him, right? I don't, I don't think we have the worst pass defense in the history the first six weeks, but yeah. that's neither here nor there. I, I, you know, I don't want to derail the show. I'm sorry. Well, you also don't have to yeah. put a rookie on yeah. another team's top receivers. He ran week. through the gauntlet, Kyle. Exactly. We're talking about <laughs> top receivers of – Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, Robert Woods. Hold up, back him up. I mean, <laughs> he ran through like, the gauntlet. Trayvon Diggs doesn't have to go up against those guys if Byron Jones is your corner. And he goes up against the second best guy and gets oh, to learn God. from Byron Jones. Oh, I hate it. I know, I, I know, I know. Hey, can I, know. I whisper this right quick? We wouldn't see Worley against uh, you know who. He wouldn't have been signed. No. Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. Worley, may, may God bless him, but Worley, man, I said, <laughs> man. It was rough. It well, was well, rough. Good dude, though. I like Worley as a guy. I like but, him as a person yeah. too. I, it's, it is so crazy. We had him on the show, Kyle. And and listen, when you I, now I know how you guys feel down there. Like if you are cool with a player or something like that, it's yeah. hard to talk bad about him. But because Worley, we've been cool ever since he came on the show. But it's like, man, look, dog. <laughs> like listen here, <laughs> you, you be cool, but dog, I love the Cowboys, board fam, but uh, you yeah. ain't helping out. So peace. Um. Hey. Hey, to the both of y'all, before we go to the next subject there, yeah. can Jalen body frame hold 10 to 15 more pounds and, you know, make him a specialist? You trying to you trying to throw him on the I'm edge? I'm trying to put him on the outside. Kyle, I'm trying mean, to do I that. Saw, I saw his season. tape in Notre Dame, man. I was in the like, man. I agree. The can one thing is, and I, I, I talked to Barry about this too, mm-hmm. and we had this conversation, and, and I said, what if, what if you put on 20 pounds and you threw him out to edge rusher? And Barry said, here's the thing about an edge rusher. Mm. You still got to be able to plant and you still got to be able to change direction because mm. you're now instead of running straight through a gap, you're running around a player or you're running inside a player yeah. you're having to go in and out of some guys. Sure, you don't have to go laterally as much, which is, I think, a plus if you're talking about Jalen Smith. You take that completely out of his game. But I think overall, if you put him over there, it still might not ultimately work out just based on the fact that he can't change direction. Exactly. I I don't see why you wouldn't try it. If you're not going to cut him, then, I mean, it's worth a shot. Well, he's a cornerstone, so you better find somewhere in the corner where he can fit. <laughs> put him on the corner to be a stone. I, don't know, I mean, man. something, man, because, I mean, that's concerning. I don't, again, I don't like to listen to Jerry, but cornerstone? I, yeah. Anyway, man. <laughs> um, before we move off the secondary, uh, Reggie Robinson, I wanted to ask you, is there any whispers since we got Diggs out? And I know right. Cheeto's coming back, but are they really going to put Cheeto in for 90, 99% of the plays? Like, What are, what are we going to do here? Is he going to move the corner or is he staying at safety? I've, I've heard still safety at this point. And whenever it comes to Cheeto, and he was supposed to be back a while, right? I mean, he was supposed to be back two weeks ago against Philly, and he he wasn't ready. And now you get a bye week in there. So I think you're going to probably see Cheeto the majority of the snaps coming up this week. Now, with Reggie, I think they're – it's almost like they're taking it as a a redshirt year. It's really odd because he's still in practice, and he's still getting reps whenever we get a chance to look over there. But with the switch of the position going from corner to safety, maybe he's not adjusting as quickly as they thought, or maybe they're – just wanting to take a little extra time to get him ready to go. And we might see him toward the inner, the later parts of the year. But the fact of him just not being active is kind of odd to me. Like yeah. at least let him be active and play on special teams or do something mm-hmm. specific to where he's getting reps and he's continuing to get better. But 
that's uh, it's the curious case of Reggie Robinson. We've talked about that around the building too. It's just like what where where are we headed with this? What's going on with him? Um, because he's on the team, he's on the active roster, but he doesn't actually end up being active, and it's kind of a, a question mark for all of us. I, I heard, I think I read actually, or I heard one of the two. McCarthy, mm-hmm. I think he said, they're trying to get Reggie acclimated on special teams first. So to me, that that tells me yeah. the reason why he's not activated is because he's not getting down those assignments. And yeah. Bones, this isn't Keith O'Quinn. If you <laughs> don't get it down pat with him, I don't think you're seeing special teams, period. And no, I, and no I, he's not going to throw you out there. He's not going to throw you out there. So mm-hmm. obviously, he's, let's just be real, y'all. Reggie is not above... Donovan Wilson or Xavier Woods right now. No matter how much we don't like Xavier Woods at times, Xavier Woods still is a uh, playing time caliber safety. I say playing time because depending where you're at, he's a starter, some maybe backup, whatever. But he's yeah. he's worthy to get some tick. Maybe just mm-hmm. not play 99 percent of snaps. Nonetheless, we don't know that. Um, I think we knew no Reggie's not ready for that. Yeah. But special teams. That that's a bit troublesome. If he's not ready for yeah. special teams, then maybe we should say okay. He is a fourth round rookie. He is converting a different position. Let's just not everybody can come in as a rookie and play right away. Maybe he just needs to take time. And hopefully we see something later in the year. Later. I just want to see 41 out there. If we're being real, I just want to see what he's got. And and I was not a huge fan of the move to safety. I kind of wanted him to stay. Me too. Right. I mean, I like what he had at at Tulsa. KT, uh, Kevin Turner, is the one that really sold me on him. And KT's fantastic. I looked up to him in in all of his draft coverage, and he was the one that was on it quickly first, was saying, listen, like, we need this guy to to play corner. And and the Mm -hmm. fact that they moved him to safety, and I even texted KT immediately and was like, like, why are we moving him to safety? And and, and ultimately, it just it, it hasn't worked out the way that we thought because it happened in training camp. That's the thing was we saw the switch happen mm-hmm. because we were in training camp every day. And then once training camp was over, we weren't during those parts of practices anymore. And so, man, I, I don't know. Behind closed doors, it's it's just a it's a mystery with him for sure. But I want to see him out there. I want to see what he's got. A man blocked like four kicks in college law. Right. Like, like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, well, he was a special teams guy in yep. Tulsa. So, either whether he was what, ringing it in Tulsa and all of a sudden now you got to learn the playbook now and he's not picking it up, I don't know. And in last game when I saw uh, Darian Thompson get inside and he was against what's one of those uh, – it was his Schuster. And I was like, oh, no. I know that this guy was oh going to catch gosh, you. Yeah. you know, you remember that play, Kyle? I was like, oh, no. yeah. yeah. Uh, we got a funny story about that one. That too is that mm-hmm. play specifically. That was the <laughs> Barry Church and I were in the studio, and Barry goes, he looks at me and he goes, Kyle, why is twenty three still? Getting <laughs> is he playing on the? <laughs> why he goes? Why is twenty three still getting snaps? And I said, Barry, listen, I don't know. <laughs> like, it's like, it, it really, I, I have no idea. Makes you wonder what the hell did Ha Clinton Dix do? Like, did what happened? Yeah. What happened that he couldn't beat out how, DT? How could he beat that bad. I agree. It's like it's it's that's another curious case. The secondary is the it's it's like a game of clue. It, it, I mean, mm-hmm. you you just don't know what's going on. It's like these guys keep missing, and, and then well, you got to figure out where they went. I, I tell you why, Kyle, because they they did not put enough real resources into that position in the offseason. They did, however, put the resources up front. And one of my things coming into the year was all right. If you want to roll into the season with this secondary, this exact mm-hmm. secondary, then you need you better hope like hell your front seven is elite. Not good. Yep. 
Not great, not okay. Elite. Mm-hmm. They need to be so good that they can uh, fend off how sometimes bad the secondary may be. And obviously with the injuries and with Don Terry Poe and Everson Griffin, it just never worked out that way. And here we are. And I, I think they thought the same thing. That's why they added Don, or excuse me, Everson Griffin and Don mm-hmm. Terry Poe. Yeah. I mean, Everson Griffin was, was signed to be elite. That's what he was expected right. to be, right? Keep I mean, up. when we signed it, we were all excited. I mean, everyone. We did a whole damn show. <laughs> right. We were legit. And, and Rob Phillips said it best. It was The only thing that was missing on our podcast was balloons. Like, that was the only <laughs> thing that was missing the day that we, we signed uh, Everson Griffin. So the fact Switched that it that didn't work out that way is it's pretty interesting to, th- to think about how they might have thought the same way of you got to be elite or quote-unquote elite. But it just didn't work out that way. Yeah, it, it definitely, it sure as hell didn't work out that way. But at least we got a couple guys. Randy Gregory is showing up. Neville mm-hmm. Gallimore is showing up. Defense feels like it's coming together. Real quick, before we move on, is Mike Nolan off the hot seat? Or is this is this thing still a little warm? Ooh, that's tough. Because <laughs> you, you don't really know how the next couple weeks are going to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, it go up against a couple bad offenses in Washington and Philly, and then you shut down a good offense in Pittsburgh. So you've had a couple good weeks. I would still say it's warm. It's warm. I wouldn't say it's hot. It, it, it's definitely warm. But if things go south again, those those that seat's going to heat right back up. I mean, it's yeah, we, not going to take a whole lot to get back to where it was. We turned the stove down a little bit. We're letting it simmer. We're letting it simmer. It's yeah. definitely – that's a good way of putting it. It's simmering. Nice simmering. Hey, well, let me ask you this. Hey, go ahead, Law. Go, go ahead. Oh, I was going to ask you, do you think that we got too many edge rushers? I do know that the old theory will be, hey, if you think you got too many, draft another one. Uh, we have a uh, we have a, uh, Randy Gregory. We have a Alden Smith. And then at the time, we had an Everson Griffin. And we have a Dorrance Armstrong and uh, the good old guy, uh, D-Law. And, and that's why we don't get a chance to see Bradley and I. Will we ever get a true evaluation of him? Uh, is he going to move anything around to play on that edge or, or what's, what's the storyline with that? It, it is kind of, it's that direction, or at least it looks that, that way because he was inactive this past week as well against Pittsburgh. And, and whenever we added Randy Gregory back into the fold and let go of Everson Griffin, he, he seemed like he was the next guy up, right? Well, mm-hmm. it's actually Dorrance Armstrong. And that's what Mike McCarthy even said at one point too, was it's actually going to be Armstrong that that's going to step in and play that that position a little bit more and see more snaps. I the the way that things are going with with Benai and with Robinson, I kind of see similar things except the only difference is that Robinson went through a position change and I think they're trying to build Bradley and I up in practice. And he's actually on special teams for the most part. Now he was inactive this past week because uh, I think they they just basically took him off for a week, but he should be back this week and, and should be ready to go. But uh, I want to see more Bradley and I. I really do, but I, the Hard. more that I ask for it, I feel like the less likely it's going to happen. And I think whenever you are getting solid play out of Randy Gregory and out of Dorrance Armstrong, Armstrong looked pretty decent the other day, and he's actually played pretty well this year. He's been a surprising factor. Whenever those guys are are playing well, there's not really a huge reason to throw in an eye, at least at this point in the season. Maybe later on you'll see some more snaps and might get a couple more looks, but that's a guy who I want to see play, but I don't know if the coaching staff feels the same way. Is he head and shoulders over attack McKinley? Head and shoulders? No. 
I, yeah, I don't know how we can even. We would well. The, the Bengals claimed him anyway. Yeah, Bengals okay. stacked today. Anyways, I don't. I don't see. Or Tack McKinley would have been a better edge rusher than than Bradley and I by a lot, and Dorrance Armstrong. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if they really felt great about that either. I don't know if they felt great about going out and, and, and claiming him. And like like Sky just said, I mean, Cincinnati <laughs> scooped him up pretty quick. The mm-hmm. Cowboys didn't even have an opportunity to go and snag him. But I, I like Tack a lot, and I said that during the the Atlanta week leading in. I thought Tack McKinley's a really good edge rusher, and that's somebody who I would have think or I would have thought would have made sense here, but at least that that point, man, they didn't. Well, from what I was hearing around the draft that year, he, he mm-hmm. could have been the pick if it wasn't for Atlanta jumping the Cowboys to get, um, you know, Tack McKinley. And then, yep. for whatever reason, we still had a player sitting there that Dallas could have just took, but they took. Are we going to go there, too? No, 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 we're not. We're not. We're not. You're right. You're right. You're right. My bad. My bad. We, already started, we already started talking about Byron. We want to go there, too? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, I was hearing some things. I was hearing some things. They said we go get them. Um, listen, man. Oh, oh, oh I go. I go say this right quick, uh, yeah. Scott. Uh, I got a donation from for Flacco. Uh, he says, "So, what do you guys think of of, of Rico Dotto, uh Before we go to the next topic, you I want thought, me to go first, guy, or you want you want it first? I thought it was a great return, and he definitely earned himself some more time, probably on special teams. That's pretty much what you're going to see with Rico Daddle. But I, I kind of want to see him in the backfield, too. I mean, hey. what about a package with Tony Pollard and Rico Daddle? If he's going to be active, wait, wait. why not? I'm not wait, trying to wait. There's, there's a $15 million running back back there, Kyle. Yeah, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to, to get rid of Zeke. I just want to see it. Like, and that's right. the about this season is uh, that and, – and I'm in this mode about anything, as if you can't tell. But, but I'm in this mode of let's try it all. Yeah. I want to see what these guys got. I want to see what your young guys have because you need cheap talent at this point in your, your organization. You need cheap contracts. And you don't have that all over the place. So why not try and look for it? Hey, if they could run out Wildcat in reverse, double reverse, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Puerto Rico and next to Puerto Rico seven times, say eight times against the Eagles, why can't we see Rico a little bit more? See a little bit of Bradley, a little bit of Reggie. Let's go. Yeah, let's see a little bit of Reggie. He might not be no Reggie, if you know what I mean. But let's yeah. see a little bit more of these guys. Uh, <laughs> There's a stat out there that says, since 2016, nobody touched the ball more than Ezekiel Elliott oh, yeah. since that time frame. Nobody. Got lots of miles. So, a lot of miles. A whole lot of miles, man. Hey, um, Kyle, there's there was a huge count in the nation, right, over the last mm-hmm. week going on across the nation. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we got our own Cowboys election going on right now, and I want to get a count. I want to get a count from the chat, okay. and I want your thoughts on this one. Are we team Andy Dalton or are we team Go Go Gadget Gilbert, as my guy Big Game James oh, likes to call? I like that. So, so where are we at with this? Because I'm, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to let you go on ahead because I think I read a little article on what you said, Kyle. Got oh, some I didn't words. read it. Cash that vote. Cash that vote, guys. Okay, team right, so do Dalton, I need to wait team for the Gilbert. vote to come in or do I just go? I'm going to tally the vote as you're talking. <laughs> Okay, telling as we talk. Okay, so Gilbert and or Dalton. So the question, and I think the article you're you're referring to, the question was, should the Cowboys consider starting Gary Gilbert over Andy Dalton? I said, consider? Absolutely. Yes, consider it. Actually go through with it? Probably not. And the reason why here is because you have the 10-year veteran 
and Andy Dalton that at least at this point through the game and a half hasn't looked great, but you got, could also argue hasn't also gotten a fair opportunity back behind center. Now, with that being said, I still feel like Andy Dalton gives you the best chance to win, but if he comes back out and he looks like he did against Arizona, he looks like he did against Washington, then you turn around and you got a short leash. It's a good problem to have for the Cowboys, whereas a couple weeks ago, you were saying, who the hell is going to play quarterback for us? Like, right. where are we going here? Yeah. We're throwing Ben DiNucci after one week, and then Cooper Rush maybe, and then, hey, look, it's Garrett Gilbert. That's cool. So you have now you have two guys in Andy Dalton and in Garrett Gilbert that you can say both of these guys are going to play well enough to where you're going to look competent on offense. And if Andy Dalton comes out and he doesn't look competent in the first half against Minnesota, guess what? There's Garrett Gilbert sitting on the sideline. You know what he can do now yeah. because of what he showed against Pittsburgh and probably the best defense, at least at right now, in the NFL. I want to see Dalton out there, but I want to make sure it's a shorter rope than what you would have originally thought. I, I, go ahead, Law. There's somebody voting for Cooper Rush. And, hey, I can't <laughs> I didn't even say Cooper, Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush said, hey, man, you're leaving me out of the puzzle. <laughs> Cooper and Rush Cooper Rush might know. He might know the offense. He might know what Amari Cooper likes. He yep. might know what, uh, uh, what's this guy named, uh, Michael Gallup knows, you know. Mm-hmm. So, who knows? I just say I'm team Garrett. Okay. I thought, I mean, just so just eliminate the, the competition, right? Because I'm, I'm going to call it. I'm, I'm going to call it here at CNN and all those other news that works. I'm calling it. The, the, the nation has voted for Garrett Gilbert. <laughs> okay. But let's let's eliminate the competition. Um, yeah. Just watching his, his, his tape. I was on my way back um, on airport. I was like, let me just watch Garrett because I thought he played really well. And I was impressed, Kyle. I really yeah. was for a guy that's only been with the team for three weeks going up against this vaunted Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Now, they weren't quite Blitzburg this week, which was strange. But yeah. nonetheless, our offensive line is still our offensive line. He's a quarterback that's been around AAF, right? Or, or the AFF, yeah. whichever it's called. Lions of American football. Most yes. Right. Player, baby. Yes, and he was MVP. They're outlaws. He's MVP. He's, <laughs> so he's, no not, he's not a rookie. He's, he, he's been around. Wow. Um, but to see him, you know, just seem like he gave this team energy. And then the side, the sounds from the sideline, Kyle, gave me that, that, that confirmation that, you know what, this team was really behind this guy. Kind of give me your overall thoughts, like I said, eliminate the competition on his play against the Steelers. Yeah, and I think you're, you're exactly right. You saw that immediately. You saw, hey, this guy's got a little bit of game because of that first play that he made. And it was that step up into the pocket, and he delivered a bullet. And, and I think it, it was Amari Cooper that caught that pass, I believe. I haven't watched the game in three days, and I've already forgotten. But he stepped up and just put a, a, a straight seam and found Garrett, or excuse me, Amari Cooper on the sideline. And I think overall that was when you were like, oh, mm. well, hello there. Like We didn't see that last week against Philadelphia. Right. We, we didn't see Ben Anushi do that. Let's let's step up and let's, let's try and do something here, especially whenever you got to stop defensively to start the game. So – I think you saw that energy, to be fair to Andy Dalton, and and Andy Dalton did not look good. I'll tell you that. I mean, there's no lie. The tape tells the truth. Andy Dalton looked like crap. He really did. The the two games, the game and a half that he played. But you also also could say those were the two worst games that the Cowboys have played all season long, and the energy was never there from the get-go at all. Now, there was energy against Philly. There was energy against Pittsburgh. If you get that same energy – 
that you got from the remainder of the team, not even just the quarterback, but the remainder of the team against Minnesota, and now you have 14 there, I think I feel better than if I had three. Because the one worry that I have about Garrett Gilbert was, was this his ceiling? Was this the best Garrett Gilbert you're going to get? And it may be, it may not be. You could get better. But if Garrett Gilbert's going to give you 243 passing yards, a touchdown and an interception, and what was it, like a 79 quarterback passer rating, and he's going to end up in a loss with 19 points scored, if you had that same stat line from Andy Dalton, I would say that's a low-end game, or not a low-end game, but a middle-of-the-road game for Andy Dalton. Whereas Andy Dalton could have an upwards of a hundred plus passer rating game with a couple of touchdowns. Ah, I see what you're saying. Close to three hundred yards. That's my thing is whenever you look at this quarterback controversy, if you want to call it, you know the ceiling is higher for Dalton, but I think the flow is or the floor is higher for Gilbert, if that makes a whole lot of sense. No, it makes sense, but you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna just pivot here. You said flow. You you accidentally said flow, but guess what? I <laughs> thought the flow with Garrett uh Gilbert was was great. That doesn't that doesn't mean the offense was great, but I'm I'm just watching Garrett Gilbert and it caught me was the first pass, Kyle. Because yeah. we watched Ben DiNucci, seventh round draft pick. Um we knew Ben wasn't going to come in there and light it up. But what hurt the Cowboys in that game was Ben didn't know where to go with the ball. He predetermined didn't know he get rid of it either. Yes. He predetermined mm-hmm. I'm going to nine times out of ten either uh Schultz or MG thirteen. Mm-hmm. which is backwards. I love you, uh, MG13, but you don't want to go to him first. It should be Cooper, and it should be C.D. Lamb. What you saw with Garrett Gilbert is, boom, if somebody's there, first throw, it's out. If it's not, there, he was bro. reading it. And that's obviously a guy that's played the quarterback position at a higher level than Ben DiNucci, so that's a, a comfortability. But neither was Andy Dalton. He wasn't doing that either. Mm-hmm. Dalton seemed right. a bit gun-shy, and that had me nervous a little bit because when we signed him – I thought, okay, you got a veteran quarterback. He'll come in here, read things. He'll get the ball out when he's get the ball out. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be great, but he wasn't getting the ball out. So that made me feel a little better that Gilbert was in there doing that. But I agree with you. Um, if Dalton, because he is a starter, if he comes right. out and he looks the way he looked in the first half, just what do you have to lose? Nothing. Yeah. You have nothing to lose. If anything, you have any something to gain if Garrett Gilbert is the backup. Because one, you're not just looking at 2020 at this point. You're, you're evaluating yes. for 2021. And mm-hmm. if Garrett Gilbert continues to show that he has a higher floor and maybe even a better ceiling than Andy Dalton, then he's your backup quarterback next year. No doubt in my mind. You're, you're going to go and get him and make sure that he is Dak's backup next year because at that point, Andy Dalton will most likely have moved on. Now, that's not a, give, uh, a given either. But at this point, if you take the better guy out of 14 or three, and that's going to be your backup next year, depending on how good Andy Dalton plays, if he comes out and he looks insane, then somebody's going to snag him as a starter. But I just don't see that necessarily happening. But there's a lot of different things that you got to look at whenever it comes to these two, because there's future things at stake, but also you want to try and establish a bit of a culture and a bit of energy inside your building. And that's where that starts right now. Yeah, I, th- I think it is a political move for uh, Dalton to play out there because he is playing for a contract and, and he's going to have to showcase some level of good tape out there. Mm-hmm. If he end up ending the season with just the tape that we have now, I don't think another team would really Pick give him, him a up. shot. Not as yeah. a starter. No. So you're Not saying the front starter. office is doing them him a solid? A favor. Uh, yeah. This is, but see, got to. you know what? I, I hate that. I hate that. It shouldn't be about favors. <laughs> But but here's I want to I want to bring this up my guy Swaggy D, he 
said, yes, Gilbert has played better than Dalton, but why would you want to win in a season we're not winning no Super Bowl? Before you touch that, Kyle. Just because we want Gilbert to play does not mean we think he's going to win the game. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just going to say that. That doesn't necessarily mean I think he's going to go out there and beat all these teams. But yeah. let's be real. No. No, he's not He's not coming in and pulling, I don't know, was it Frank Wright or somebody that led the team? No. Jeff Hotstetler? Is it, yeah, no. But let's be real, fellas. Did y'all have a better time watching the Cowboys offense on Sunday? Or did you have a better time watching the Cowboys offense against the, the uh, Cardinals and the Redskins? I don't want to even think about that game. Okay. So <laughs> if we going to lose, let's at least yeah. lose with the quarterback doing something. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and, and C.D. Lamb came alive. You know, I said yes, he, he did. woke up. Yes, yes he did. <laughs> If anybody on, lobbying for Garrett, it would be CD Lamb. He'd be like, "Come on, Coach, please put Garrett out there. Can we get number three back, please?" Yeah. I mean, you, you listen. I know, I know. They talked about my man uh, Cooper and his, his body language, and I bet you he may not be screaming on the sideline like Des Bryant. But if Andy Dalton start being Andy Dalton, he' gonna be in somebody's there. Hey man, uh, come on. You mind putting, you mind putting number three in the ball game? Yeah, yeah. He calm. He cool, calm, collected. But I bet you he talking. He talking. He went in Dak and he said, Dak, you better not throw that damn comeback. I'm going deep. Touchdown, Eagles. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, man. Well, oh, yeah. And then, then on top of that, just for uh, optics, I want to know what did Andy had to say to that offensive line when he was cussing and chewing them out <laughs> on the sideline? You talking about against Washington? Yeah. He's taking his hat off and he's sitting there. He's all red and he's just going at it. You know what? I thought was even – I hate to say that was funny because it wasn't because he got hurt afterward. Yeah, that's right. But what I thought was kind of uh, – I had to smile a little bit and say, good job for you. Good good attempt, kid. Ben DiNucci against the Eagles. Hey, guys, listen. Stay in the damn huddle. <laughs> is he talking to me? This is a seventh-round rookie. You talking to me? He told Zeke and them boys, stay in the damn huddle. <laughs> The Nucci. Nucci. I said, you know what? Go, go ahead. Go on ahead, Ben. At least you're trying. You're trying. But but here, here's the thing, though. Next year, I cannot wait to see Ben Nucci week one of the preseason. Preseason, right? Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> going to light it up. Yeah, I promise you. He's going to light gonna it up. He's going to be all over it. It's going to be great. And we're going to celebrate. Hey. We're going to throw a touchdown pass to Chad Wonder. You- free agent receiver. And it's going to be insane. You better hope he's still on the team because, bruh, <laughs> that tape was. Wasn't good. Wasn't good man. He was always a project, though. Right. That That's not fair to Ben. 2020. That wasn't supposed to be no, his. Not fair if to you're ben. giving up on Ben DiNucci because of the Eagles, <laughs> right, you, right, you got right. another thing coming because that's, right. that's not what Ben DiNucci was drafted for by right. any He's drafted to be a project, and he's not there. Boy, yet. boy, that, that, ben, yeah, that's Ben DiNucci over there saying, well, what about Terry Steele? You know, we <laughs> got him still out there. You know, give me a chance. That is a failed project. But n- nope, nope. You know what? I'm not going to say that. Let's bring, Remember, we talked about the rainbows and Skittles. We're going to give him a little. We got to give him a little rainbows and Skittles. You never know, guys. Terrence Steele might develop into a very quality fourth tackle. Um, <laughs> let's move uh, on. That's it for me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real quick, we go. We go do like a quick little segment here before we wrap up because I don't want to keep you too long, man. But I'm having a great time. I'm having a good time out there. Drops with fire emojis, man. Fire emojis, yeah. Oh, all right. We're gonna do some. My bad, guys. We're gonna do some mid-season awards. 
Okay, mm-hmm. if we could even give those away, two and seven, but we're gonna do it. You know how they have those uh, those ceremonies after little league. You know, you could be zero and, and ten, but you're gonna have your little banquet and everybody gonna get a trophy and a medal. You know what I'm saying? A little plaque. You get some food. Now, Terrence can't sit at my table. We got the same last name. Me and Terrence still. That's my third cousin, you know. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. really. But he's mm-hmm. not allowed to sit at our table. But nonetheless, um, there's some awards to give out. And I'm going to start at the top. I know who my MVP is. But who is the MVP so far um, of this season, midseason with the Cowboys? Ooh. It shouldn't even be that hard, Kyle. I, well, I've got one, but I feel like it's not sexy. Like, I feel like it's not a sexy MVP. It's definitely Zach Martin. I mean, Zach Martin is about as good as they come in terms of a player doing his job right. And you saw what that offensive line looked like without Zach Martin. And then you put him back in there. And then it's like, oh, my gosh, we can stop Pittsburgh for a little bit. It's he like did. we couldn't we couldn't stop a nosebleed initially. He the MOP. Then, what was that? He's the MOP. Yeah. Most outstanding yeah. player. Yeah. <laughs> what about Dak Prescott? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Didn't, didn't they do, do? They did something like that before, like top one NFL top one hundred, and they still put the player up there, and he didn't play it a full year. Was that Peyton Manning? Might one year, been. yeah, it could have been one of those. Might have been Peyton. So, yeah, somebody. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. A year, somebody yeah. was complaining that Peyton, I think, was top like ten or five, and he didn't mm-hmm. play he or didn't something play. like that. Yeah, didn't, he didn't play. play and he yeah. went back up. Yeah, I would say, mm-hmm. you know, this is how they talk about it every year, too. Well, MVP means most valuable. So who's the most valuable? I hate that. And MVP is about stats yeah. and being a quarterback. Let's just be yeah. real. Uh, but if it is about most valuable, oh, my goodness, it's Dak Prescott. It's got to be Dak. I agree with you. MOP, Zach Martin. Mm. MVP, it's, it's, it's Dak Prescott. It's definitely, especially now that you've seen, and a lot of people are asking, like, oh, with with Garrett Gilbert playing the way that he did, are they going to pay Dak? It's like, no, c- come on. Like, stop, stop. <laughs> we're, we're talking about th- – these are two different things here. Like, yeah, yeah. you need you need to pay Dak Prescott. I am on that train 100%, and the way that he's he's being missed right now is immense. It's immense. You might – you might be, you might have five wins now if you didn't have that Dak, or if you did have Dak Prescott. You oh, may man. have five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kyle, yeah. that, that, that four, four, yes, that four game stretch we went with the Eagles and the Redskins yep. and the Giants, and then here against the, I think we beat the Steelers, but then, nonetheless. I think you beat the Steelers with Dak, too. <sighs> I think you did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What about you, Law? Yeah. Who is your MVP? And, and with not counting Dak, Dak was the, you know, I was just yeah. having fun with that one. Um, but, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, that, that, that is hard Kyle's right Kyle's is uh, Zach, which, honestly, dude, when you think about it, I, how can you argue against that? I can't, I can't argue I with can't that, think of know? another MVP-worthy player. Greg the leg. <laughs> you know, he, good one. He's been good. He's been real good. He won you a game. He's been very I, I, good. I got I got you two rookies uh of the year. Well, well, yeah, that, that's, that, that, rookie of the midway. Save it, save it, save it. That, that's, okay. that's the third one. I'm gonna hold it. I'm gonna hold it. Okay, I'm gonna hold it. Okay, let's go to the defensive player of the year, which it's it's I think it's gonna hit a nerve with some fans. I think mm-hmm. it's gonna if, if you say who I think it is, but your defensive player of the year so far, uh nine games into the season. I got mine. Uh, you want me to go first this time, Kyle? Uh, we can say it on the same time because I bet you it's the same guy. No, 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 no,
I just got to give it to, and, and this is probably based off of recency bias. Uh, how do you say that thing? I, I'm going to go with number 99 because of the fact that Whoa! he stood up, he defended Whoa! the star. Anybody wow. defend the star, he looked like he, Look, look, I just think that he's having a good year so far. Number 99. Hey, I called him out, and I, I gave him his flowers say, when he did Tell him right. why you really said number 99, Kyle. He <laughs> called out Antoine Woods beginning of the year. Okay, Antoine Woods came, called him back out on social media. <laughs> mm. So you're doing the political thing now, too. Huh? I'm political law right now. It's a little political with it. I like it. 99. You know, and honestly, this is this is tougher than what I well, I don't know what just happened with my light here. Uh, <laughs> You're good. We can, we still got we still can see you pretty good. Uh, I think this is tougher than what I thought because you could go with Diggs, mm-hmm. potentially. You could go with D Law. My yeah. original thought was probably D Law, and just based off of that. But I would kind of want to say Alden Smith early on, but he hasn't necessarily been the same kind of player lately. So. It's all weird because it's different points of the year. Yes. And then you get flashes of a couple games clumped together that have been really, really good. And then you, you might see some more downtime. So I would probably say Diggs one, D-Law two in a tight neck-and-neck battle. I like the Woods, though. I li- that's a, that's clever. I like that. That is clever. Because, you know, in a two-gap system, they're not going to gang get a gang of sacks, right? They're mm-hmm. going to hold that line. They're going to make sure yeah. that everything else is – everybody else is eating. And what I saw last game, of course, Gallimore, he, he did a great job. But when they did their bare front and they lined uh, uh, number 99 at zero, he hold his he held his point of contact up and and the other boy was eating so I, I like what that, I that's huge that. yeah do you you think he's playing I, I'm gonna go D Law uh, it's it's, re, it's really yeah. hard like yeah. you said it's between I think Diggs and D Law um, I think Dig I'm sorry D Law has been better consistently yep um, he's mm-hmm. not as flashy but he's starting to put it together more he's starting to look more like that dominant D Law that I've been asking to see. Is he all the way there worth whatever the contract everybody, you know, we talk about? Mm-hmm. Maybe not, but but I think he's enough to the point where I'm not worried about Demarcus Lawrence anymore. I'm no. not going to lie. I was worried a little bit at the beginning of the year because I just wasn't seeing that D-Law, right? Yeah. Will we ever see the 14 sack D-Law again? Maybe not. Maybe he just is a ex- extremely elite run defender that can rush the passer. So mm-hmm. if you can give me eight, nine sacks and still be great against the run and still help your other teammates. I'm cool with that. Um, and that's just that. So I'm going to go D law. Cause I think he's just been consistently the best defensive player on the team. I feel like Diggs though would have won that if he kept playing, which is strange because he was struggling a little mm-hmm. bit, but just yeah. rookie struggles, not, not concerning yeah. struggles. That's yeah. I, I like the D law thing. You talk about consistency mm-hmm. on a plane. Uh, he's continuously gone up. And I think that's something that you can kind of look at with him specifically is he's gotten better every week. I mean, look at week one against the Rams. He, like you said, wasn't D-Law. It it looked, it was weird. It was a little awkward to be fair. And then this last game, he showed that he can be a dominant force. And he's shown that the last couple weeks of the season as well. And while Diggs is your, your MVP or at least your defensive player of the year that you can have, those flash plays against, and he stopped a couple big-time plays. The DK Metcalf run where he came up behind and bought that ball away was one of the, the best plays of the year so far. Mm. So, overall, I would probably still say say D-Law. I don't know. That's close. D-Law, Diggs, those are my two guys. It is. Yeah. What about – now we're going to go right to what you said, Law. Rookie of the year. 
Um, who who are you going to say was your rookie of the year, Law? Because it, it got closer the last few weeks. Right, right. Pre pre Dak injury, I have uh um. C. Diggs, you know, uh, you can put both of them together, right? But it's the dangerous lamb. And uh, post Dak injury, I got Diggs. So they're going to have to split that rookie of the year award, kind of like what they did with the uh, 2016 uh, Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> they both came on the stage at the same time. That's what I'm thinking. And next year is going to be even better. Why? Hmm. No love for Tyler Biotish? Hey. He didn't he, get, he didn't get clever with that one. I like I I like Tyler Biotish a lot, and he's another guy who's gotten better as the week goes on. Mm-hmm. I still think it would probably be CD. Over he's a Diggs, sexy pick, barely, oh and and really, honestly, just based off of availability right now. I mean, the fact that CD is still available is is huge, and uh, the growth was bigger for for Diggs, but the mm-hmm. production is still there for CD. He's still a 500 yard receiver. I mean, he's got a very good chance to be a thousand yard receiver as a rookie. You haven't seen that in a good amount of time in a Cowboys uniform. So I'd still give it to, to CD, but man, Biotis and Diggs have been great. And this rookie class is something that could really closely be something special soon. That's a great point bringing up uh, Biotis. And you talked about CD having mm-hmm. 500 some yards. He actually leads the league in slot receiving yards. So yep. um, oh, not wow. only is he, you know, leading the league of rookies, just the entire league, period out of yards, out of the slot. So he, I think he is your de facto rookie of the year based off the position, based off, based off his draft uh, pedigree and his production. You know, he, he's playing well. But I love the Biotish one. In fact, I'm, I'm going to go bold here. I'm, I'm going to say Biotish is, is number nice. two. Um, mm. I, I might not put him there because, number one, because CD's production is just – it speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, it's a position where we can see the, uh, the production easily. Yadish, though, I thought I think playing center is hard. Number one, yeah, replacing right. Travis Frederick is even more hard. Number two, and Yadish hasn't been a liability um, yeah. as a fourth round rookie. And like you said, he's getting better and better now. The injury is a tough setback, but again, just like I said, that Diggs had a chance to maybe catch D Law as defensive player of the year throughout the year. I think Biotish would have made you think if you go beyond the sexy pick, right? Oh, the wide receiver. I think Biotish would have gave somebody, be it Diggs or uh, CeeDee Lamb, a run for the money. So I like that one. And as a last pick of the fourth round, yeah, I mean, you're right. getting value. And, and you talk about not being a liability. He's been, if anything, uh, exceptional for a rookie in that spot. Yes. Stepping in for Joe Looney whenever he was hurt in a last mm-hmm. minute scenario. And then playing the way that he did. And then once he started getting starting reps, I mean, he excelled. He, he 100% did. And it's somebody that you can look to in the future being your starting center. And that's something you were worried about in the offseason. Yeah, it, def- it damn sure was. But wouldn't it be something? Replace our one Pro Bowl caliber Wisconsin center with mm. another <laughs> Pro Bowl caliber Wisconsin. I'll be lovely. It'd it be would lovely. be fantastic. And shout out to the Eagles for allowing that to happen. Yeah. Yeah, thank yeah thanks, Philly. Yeah, thank you, Philly. <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. Um, so before I get you out of here, I gotta I gotta hit this hot button topic here. Um, Mr. Jerry Jones came out the other day, mm. and he's he he said we'd be crazy, we'd be crazy to draft a quarterback. Mm. Um, in this year's draft, now we could do a whole damn show on this alone, so I'm not oh, gonna, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going, oh, yeah. but. Um, I again, why am I listening to Jerry? I don't know, but I think I agree with him. 
No, I don't think I do agree with him. Is that we would be crazy because you got a damn quarterback in, in, in Dak Prescott. But nonetheless, it's a hot topic. It's an interesting discussion. I do like to hear both sides. Uh, I think both sides make make their good points. But where are you on this? And the side I'm talking about, Kyle, is if we get a top pick, do we draft one of the top quarterbacks or do we bring back Dak Prescott? So I am firmly on the bring back Dak Prescott side of, of the, of the conversation, but there's three ways you could go about this. And I think they're going with it. The second best way out of the three, if if I'm being honest, the three ways is one. And this is all, if you have a top five draft pick, just so you know, let me explain this. So the three ways Mm -hmm. is one, either you draft a quarterback. And I think that's the worst way to do it. So uh, you could do that, but it's a mystery box. How many of those top five picks over the past decade have been as good as Dak Prescott has been? Not a ton. You can name a couple, maybe. So I, I throw that one out of the way. You get the guy that you know that can do your job the right way and that can lead your program and your organization. You keep Dak Prescott. So now there's two ways you do that. One is you just sign them outright, which is what it sounds like they want to do. Is They just are done, cut and dry. Dak's our guy. Doesn't matter if we have a top five pick or not. We're going to sign them, which is fine. Let that be known. Get it out there and let it let it happen. That's mm-hmm. cool. I'm cool with that. That's fine. That's the second best option. Mm-hmm. That's most likely the option that's going to be there. I have another option that I wish we would kind of entertain, but it would be a lot more risky. And here's what mm-hmm. it is. You, under the table to Dak Prescott and his people, you say, listen, we, we're going to get a deal done. Our deal is here. You're our you're our quarterback, but we're going to shop this quarterback a little or shop this pick rather a little bit more by saying we may take a quarterback because if we're in the top three or top five of the draft, yes, right, okay, oh, that, you know, man, like Justin Fields is here. How about Zach mm-hmm. Smith? How about uh, Trevor Lawrence? I mean, if all these guys are going to fall to us, we may do it. Mm-hmm. How much more enticing would it be for another NFL team that's desperate for a quarterback Thank you. to go up and get one? Mm-hmm. Now that, that, that's it's like, hey, let's call Dallas real quick. Hey, I know you're trying to think about a quarterback, but hey, we're going to offer you a little bit more than we normally would. Here's our haul that you would potentially have to, to trade back here. The, oh, really, Indianapolis? You want to give mm-hmm. us a couple for right. maybe a mm-hmm. second and a third as well? You know what? I think we can back off having a quarterback for now. Thanks. We'll see you in the, the 12th overall pick. Click. Click. Then you trade it off. You keep Dak Prescott. You add to your team. It's a bonus pick. You add a couple more high-profile guys on the secondary, on the defense. Doesn't matter. You can do whatever the hell you want. Just don't draft a quarterback in the top five. Shop it however you would. But I think right now they're just trying to take no risk. They want Dak Prescott back, and they don't want anything to get in the way of that. And I think that's the the one of the ways to do it. But I kind of want to see what entertainment value would come out of, and what kind of additional capital you could get from yeah. potentially drafting a, or saying you're going to draft a quarterback. Go ahead, Law. Well, you have what Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Lance, uh, Trask kid. You got Zach Wilson. You got all of those kids that will be on the board. And you you got you, you can hold everything at ransom. Uh, when you said that they would do the contract deal with uh, Dak Prescott, will it be north of what Deshaun Watson got, or will it be something like uh, the Pat Mahomes deal? How would you kind of critique that, or how would you put that out there and propose that, or would you do the quote unquote tag for another year? Was it thirty seven for the meal? What would you do? do that. You can't do you that too. Not do it. As soon as you tag him, then that just means specifically you're you're letting him test the market next year because there's no way that he wouldn't test the market. You can't tag him a second year, really. It's, well, Kyle, it's, 
it would be huge to to or it would be a, a huge roadblock for that. You could tag him, but it would ultimately say we're moving on after you. Is basically what it would say. But I think you I, I think you could expect it to be right at Watson. It, it, at least right now. I think it, with the injury, it, prior to the injury, I think it was above Watson. With the injury, it might be right there. It's not going to be a Pat Mahomes deal. It's not going to be right. anything crazy like that. But I think it would be right at the right at the Watson mark. It's, it, and I'm not a contract expert. I'm not even going to pretend to be like a contract expert. For the most part, I just ask yeah. Rob Phillips for some of that stuff. <laughs> right. I go to KD because uh, he's the guy that I go to for that stuff. I'm I'm more of a, a watching the, the the play kind of thing. But uh, but I think it would probably be right around the Watson deal if I had to guess. I, I just say Watson do deal. do what you got to do to get it done. If yeah, that's, if that's it. Watson, if just it's below, it if it's above, just just get it done. It's it's not going to be some five hundred million dollar contract. And just because that's not the be salary cap's going down this next year doesn't mean it won't go back up in twenty twenty two. I mean, it's, it, no. it, it's it sucks for one year because it, it will go down, and it, we don't know how much it'll go down, but it, it's going to go back up at some point in that contract. And so, get the get it done. Let's 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 make four our quarterback of the future, and let's stop stop making this an argument. See, that's so, what, so, you, so you build around it with uh, the, the offensive tackle groove or you go with the actual uh, defensive player in the first, if, if that's the case in the scenario? It depends on where you pick. Because if you keep that top five pick and Penny Sewell is there out of Oregon, I want him. Uh, how, I, how do you I, not take him? <laughs> you can put a guard. You can put him at left guard. And Connor Williams can be your swing tackle. And then Tyron Smith will play for a couple more years before Penny Sewell will kick out and he'll be your I left see. tackle. So if you're in the top five and he's there, you take him. Um, Unless you, you get a ransom, out, right? What was that? You the, Unless you get a ransom. Unless you get a ransom, which I'm that's what I'm in favor for. I right. want to trade back in that sweet spot for defensive players right now. The way that it's shaping out is right around nine to about 18. Nine to 18, you're going to get a really, really good defensive player because I don't think Patrick Sertain, who's my top corner right now, out of Alabama, I don't think he's going to be in the top eight picks. I think he'll fall, probably fall somewhere between nine and 13, nine and 14, something like that. And it's basically what we saw from like a C.J. Henderson in last year's draft, mm-hmm. that right around that same deal where it's like he's really, really good and he might be the top secondary player on the board, but he's just not good enough to get in front of quarterbacks and uh, wide receivers and uh, a couple just stud defensive guys. So – I think that's where you want to try and trade back to. If you're outside the top 20, mm-hmm. I don't know if I want it. I want a top 20 pick still. Oh, yes. But so, yeah. uh, if you're able to trade back, then, then yeah, you take a defensive player, especially a secondary guy, because I don't think your D-tackle spot's going to improve in the first round of this draft. So you like Caleb, too? Do you like him? I do. Farley? Farley? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, out of Virginia Tech. I wish he would have played this year, though. I wanted so, 2020 tape on him. And, little- and he, he was good in 2019. And I've watched the 2019 tape uh, a couple times, but I really wanted to see him play again because there were questions I had with him and his his decision making and kind of the quick trigger and and things like that. But I think overall he's a physical. Where's the Marvin kid from Florida State? Where's he going to go? DT. Yeah, big boy. Yeah, maybe early second round, maybe. And and this is tough right now too because. It's early. <laughs> it's so early. Yeah. I know. But look at us talking draft. Probably. We're talking draft. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? I said we're talking, talking draft. draft. Yeah. Talking draft. Here you go. And, and we got there somehow. So 
Jones would probably be an early second round guy. I don't like him as much as I liked like a Ross Blacklock or a Justin Madison from last year. I liked those guys better than I like Jones, but with him being probably the best D tackle, you might be able to snag him in the second. You might like if you keep your second round pick and you're t- picking in the top five picks of the second round, you might get it, Marvin Jones. He I, might fall. I'm going to pull a thread you talked you, you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And this is what confused me about what with Jerry saying it, which is funny because I'm okay with him committing verbally, but I got to see it to believe it. But why would mm-hmm. you come out there and say that if you got if you're intending on trading a pick or at least have a possibility of trading a pick? Didn't you just devalue the pick a little bit? I mean, it's super early. For all we know, they could win four games, and now we're sitting at nine, so it doesn't matter. But mm-hmm. nonetheless, if we do finish three and whatever, four and whatever. You're kind of diminishing that pick by saying, oh, yeah, no no doubt about it. You know, it'd be crazy to draft a quarterback. You can say, hey, Dak is our guy. We'll talk draft when draft gets here. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that hurts you. But when you say, it'll be crazy to draft a quarterback, well, if I'm a team, okay, I know you ain't drafting the quarterback. Now I'm, I'm contending against the rest of the league that's trying to trade up for that pick. Yeah. And do I really believe you? We'll see. So I don't like him doing that. Yeah. Uh, also, I want to make a correction. JB Gaming, my guy, said it's Marvin Wilson, not Jones. That's my Wilson. bad. It is totally Marvin, Marvin Wilson, yeah. Florida take, or Florida State de-tackled. Now, I don't know if it devalues the pick, but it, it shows your hand. That's, and that's what I meant. Of, Show your uh, hand, yes. Yeah. yeah. It is it, it, Whenever you're talking in Texas Hold'em, I mean, we, we love our gambling in Texas Hold'em all the time, right? right. But mm-hmm. uh, but you, you never want to show your hand whether it's good or bad. And everybody knows the top five pick is going to be really, really good. Yeah. But you don't want to necessarily show what you want there. Because if teams are scared you're going to get a quarterback – and they want a quarterback, they're going to be more inclined to give you more, right? That's that's kind of my point with it. I don't think it's a bad thing, and it's a political play again yeah. to mm-hmm. say specifically, it is. let's let's get Dak done. Dak's our guy. It's a P, not a PR, but it's a political thing of saying, this is our focus. We don't even care about anything else, which is not a bad move by any means. And I don't think it devalues it that much. It shows their hand, though. That's, it that's- just shows your hand, and it, it, it tips the cap a little bit to – everybody else to where they they know what they that you're doing or at least you know what you think they, they do this too often for me man, especially in the offseason steven gets up there and he tell talks about exactly what he's going to do in free agency in the draft and albeit he sure hell does it we're not going to spend money in free agency we're just going to plug holes with right. jags and then we're going to draft mm-hmm. steven jerry <laughs> be on. quiet <laughs> just be quiet do you see the, the, the serious question guy do you see Bill Belichick talking about every nope. move he's going to make? Do you see the Baltimore Ravens, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Indianapolis Colts? These guys are not telling you what they're going to do. Yeah, sit yeah. back, relax, man, and 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 build a squad, a winning championship squad, man. <sighs> Before I go down that, because see, look, I've been getting oh, pissed Scott. off all week, man. Get after him, <laughs> <Scott>. <laughs> hey, get him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, listen, Kyle, I'm gonna let you get out of here, man. We we kept you for about an hour and a yeah. half here, man. Yeah. I, we really appreciate you coming through, dog. We. Had a blast as usual, and I sure as hell hope this ain't the last time because we got to get you back on. Definitely for draft. I didn't realize you was – I knew you was on the you was draft show and things like that, but you said the pregame. Let, let me, let me throw one more question at him, uh, uh, Sky. Yeah. Since, since, since he's a draft guy, what's mm-hmm. your thoughts on this Penn State linebacker kid? Oh, oh Michael Parsons? Before yeah. you go, Kyle, that's my guy from my hometown, my young buck. Don't, don't, don't be too hard on him. 
I'm not going to be hard on him. I love him. He's a fantastic player. I just don't know how much he's going to fit. And I hate saying that because I sound like Rod Marinelli, but (laughs) he's he's an off-ball linebacker. And I don't know if you you 100% need that right now. But you know what? Honestly, I'm to the point where if he's there and you want to take him, take him because you can can mold him in. Because cake can play. Whatever you want. Yeah. Best player available. Let's take him. Cake can play. He's legitimately – I mean, he's so fun to watch. And he's another guy – I talked about Farley potentially being a, a guy that I wanted to see in 2020. I right. wanted to see Parsons just from a football fan standpoint. Like he's he's electric. Defensively, he brings so much energy, and honestly, that's what you need. So, I, I even though he may not be the best scheme fit, fit him to your scheme or fit right. your scheme to him. Let's Man. figure it out. Let's not just pass over these badass players specifically because they don't fit. And so that's the same thing with Michael Parsons. If he's there and you want him, let's take him and let's not look back. And let's I, not I, do a T.J. White groove. You I, know? No, please. Yeah. No. <laughs> I was coaching the AAU squad years ago. Uh, oh, my goodness, maybe 2014 or something like that. And um, we, we we lacked size, say the least. I was coaching uh-huh. the 17U and we lacked size. I had to, happened to be sitting at the top. I think this was down in Lancaster somewhere. And I'm like, who the hell is this kid right here? Just just ridiculous athleticism. He got hops. How old is he? He was in our program just at a different level. And I didn't know which level. I said, hey, can we get him up? Can we, you know, can we need some size. Can we go grab him? He said, oh, no, 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 no. He's on the eighth grade team. I said, what? This grown-ass <laughs> man is on the eighth grade team? I said, come here, young man. What's your name, Mike Parsons, sir? Da-da-da-da. I said, how old are you? Uh, 12 years old, whatever it is in eighth grade. I said, you got to be Are you playing the right sport? Oh, no, I play football. I said, you damn sure you do. I bet you do. <laughs> and, and then I start hearing about Micah around, and now he is what he is. That kid is a ridiculously athletic freak. It's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. He's insane. And that's why I say even though he may not be a scheme fit from his tape at Penn State to what you see with the Cowboys, figure it out. Figure like, it out. It's the best way to put it. Just be – just be better and figure it out. Let him come play for you, and, and he's going to do some good things. And hey. Now I'm glad I know that you're a big Micah Parsons fan. So if I'm biased. I come back on something, I'm, I'm coming to you. Like if I if I need to make a point on Micah Parsons, I'm coming to Sky to make hey. sure that he's got my back. Sky. I got you, brother. I got you. But you know what, though, man? We got a cornerstone linebacker. So, uh, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, looks like that's never going to happen, though. <laughs> cornerstone linebacker, cornerstone. Uh, first round pick linebacker, neck problems. I don't one cares about that. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, go ahead, Law, before, before I let him go. No, the parting uh, shots, Law Nation. Oh, man, it was wonderful uh, to have you on the show, Kyle. And I can't wait nice. to draft season really kick off so we can go down this list and we'll do uh, a draft show with well, you, you, man. you coming back for a draft show. We, I'm already speaking into existence, man. <laughs> I can't wait to hear your thoughts on all of these players and we can, you know, wrap it up about those cornerbacks too because i like sean wade and i yeah. like a whole bunch of those i'm a cornerbacks guy so mm-hmm. that's the position i played so i i want to get into that you know talk conversation with you appreciate you for joining on though yeah you guys do a fantastic job i can't wait to come back and talk draft with you and and man it, it's it's sad that we are talking draft right now. <laughs> right Here's the thing. Listen, listen up, Cowboys Nation. I've said this before. I'll say it again. You don't know when one of these game days is the last, especially in a 2020 year like this. Take every game day like it's your last, and let's continue to cheer on and, and, and be emphatic about the Cowboys, whether it's good or bad. I don't care. You can be angry. You can be happy. 
it doesn't matter as long as you still care about the Cowboys. That's the biggest thing. And and I know we'll right. be right there with you guys. And hey, you guys do a fantastic job of keeping that energy up. And I love hey, that. Man. That's all what I'm about. And you guys put out great content. And I'm Thank always happy about. Thank you, sir. Hey, I'm, I'm that. You know that meme. Where they, where it's the clown from uh, the Joker actually drawing the paint on. That's me on game day, knowing damn well I'm getting hype, I'm excited. <laughs> but you know what? We are gonna be mad as hell by the end of this game. But so what? I still want to see us play good. I still want to see us play good, man. Hey, thanks, Kyle. Really appreciate you coming on here. And guys, if you haven't already, make sure you guys uh, like this uh, the podcast tonight. Uh, subscribe to all the channels, Dallas Cowboys Network, Law Nation. And Silver and Blue Nation, our guy couldn't be here, Big Game James, but we still got his channel rocking, so make sure you do that. And check out Kyle on DallasCowboys.com. If you haven't, I mean, I don't know what you're you're really waiting for, man. It's DallasCowboys.com, man. Uh, Appreciate you again, brother. Yeah, absolutely, guys, anytime. If I don't press this button, we won't go anywhere, Kyle, so I'm going to press this button. Hey, man, this was an awesome show, dog. Awesome, awesome show. Make sure you guys check us out next week. We will be tuning up for the Vikings, right? Probably another L, but so what? I'm going to put that paint on my face. Put that paint on my face. We're going to be here, man. Thank you, guys, man. Thank you, Kyle. Appreciate you, brother. Have a good night, chat. Peace.